What is going on, my friend? This is Gary from My Video Game News. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining I'm excited, as always. I know I say that every podcast. I think I say that every single podcast. Um, but in this show, I discuss uh, what I would do if I ran Nintendo in these wonderful times. Um, I think I have decent ideas for Nintendo. So I discuss what I would do if I ran Nintendo. I talk about Microsoft's new purchase, uh, their new $700 billion purchase. No, it's not my video game news or the podcast. Uh, otherwise, you would have a better show. Uh, and then I talk about, um, what was this? Oh, it's PlayStation 5. And this is it, Sony Live the Gamer. So that's what the podcast is about. Stay tuned, sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and let's get things started. All right, guys, we are kicking this podcast off with uh, If I Ran Nintendo. Uh, And the reason why I'm talking about Nintendo is because the next generation of systems uh, of PlayStation 5 and Xbox are upon us. They're coming out in a couple of mo- a couple of months as of this recording. And last episode, I discussed uh, you know what Nintendo's been doing to combat that. If you missed last episode, don't worry, just go ahead and go back and listen to it. But I did say last episode I was going to do something like if I ran Nintendo. Um, now I understand uh, COVID hit this year and all that stuff, so I'm, I'm imagining their plans got really shifted around. Um, but you know, we're, we're seeing what they're doing. They're making a big deal of, uh, Mario as they should. It's this, it's the 35th anniversary. But, um, if, if I ran Nintendo uh, in order to combat this, um, this next generation, if I had a new Nintendo switch, I would announce it probably sometime in October rumors. There's, there's actually, there was a new rumor today as, uh, as a matter of fact, as of like literally today, um, that there is indeed a Nintendo Switch Pro coming, and you know I've talked about it on the show a whole ton. Um, but if I had a next generation system of Nintendo Switch, I would actually announce it before uh, the next generation Xbox and next generation PlayStation 5 come out. I would actually announce it in early October. Um, the reason why, that's because uh, that, that's like a month before these systems come out. Um, pre-orders have already begun, so technically I, I probably would have tried to do before the pre-orders came out but since since the pre-orders as of today have arrived for xbox and uh and last week for playstation 5 what i would do is first i would uh announce that we have a new nintendo switch indeed coming and um i would probably release it as soon as i can now with that i would probably try to release it uh i should say with that said i would probably try to release that in uh in march I would want to release it alongside Breath of the Wild 2, but maybe they can have a definitive version of Breath of the Wild come out um, with some new content and uh, updated graphics, stuff like that, in March, and then have Breath of the Wild 2 uh, drop uh, later on in the year. The other thing that I would do, again, this is following um, something that I said last, last podcast. I said, if I ran Nintendo, this is what I would do. I would have had a Nintendo Switch Lite um, that 
was Super Mario Brothers themed. I would probably have maybe two or three. One geared towards boys, one geared towards girls, and one kind of neutral. Um, I would just take the Nintendo Switch Lite because I think it is a money printing machine. Actually, the Nintendo Switch, just in general, is a money printing money printing machine. But I would definitely have put out a special edition of uh, Mario for the Nintendo Switch Lite. Um, I know a lot of collectors would just pick up the Switch uh, or the Switch Lite, this this new Switch or whatever. Um, also, I would uh, release it alongside. I would have released it alongside Super Mario 3D All Stars to kind of really generate hype. And then uh, steal steal a little bit of steal a little bit of thunder from Microsoft and PlayStation. And then, of course, now that I'm thinking of it, I would announce the new Nintendo Switch. And then at at, at that at that point, then I would be a Nintendo Direct. I would uh, I would also share that we are indeed dropping the price of the Nintendo Switch Lite and the Nintendo Switch Regular. And I would actually do it pretty aggressively. The only reason is because, A, I would have announced that there is a new Nintendo Switch coming out, and I would have it in a next-generation system, and I would do it to combat PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series S and X when they come out. We all know that the Series S for Xbox is going to be $300. That's the price of the current OG Nintendo Switch. So I would, I mean, I would aggressive, aggressive. I would think, you know... I don't know if they could do more than 50, um, meaning I don't know if they could do the OG Switch at 200 and then the Switch Lite at 150 but, I mean, I, I would look at the numbers if I was Nintendo and then say, and then use the fact that, hey, you could play every single one of these games on, you know, we, we, we got a ton, they got a ton of good games. They have some of the best games that they have ever, ever produced on the Nintendo Switch. Breath of the Wild is amazing. Super Mario Odyssey is arguably one of the best Marios out. Now they got Super uh, Super Mario 3D uh, All-Stars. They have Pikmin uh, 3 Deluxe Edition coming out, which is I know is a Wii U title, but they have all of this good content. They have Hyrule Warriors. They have the, the, the sequel that... Uh, with with Breath of the Wild, the, the the prequel to Breath of the Wild, they have Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. They have Arms. Remember Arms? Arms is still fun. I don't know. I say we still play that. Um, and a lot of third party support for regular Switch. And I think that by reducing the price, people would still buy, and they would still look forward to the new Nintendo Switch. So. Like I said, last podcast, I said if I ran Nintendo, this is what I would do. Uh, I would have aggressive marketing, obviously, and um, but that, that, that's, that's what I would do. So if you guys want to call into the show, you can actually call into the show on Anchor. Um, call into the show. Let me know what you would do if you ran Nintendo, how you would work it, and uh, or if you think this is a terrible idea, let me know. Let me know. Call into the show. I'm eager to hear what you guys have to say. So up next, we got more podcasts, so stay tuned. And Microsoft has officially acquired Bethesda. And what that means is they paid a boatload of money to acquire Bethesda. Now, this is big news. It's big news for Xbox, it's big news for uh, PlayStation, and then big news for Nintendo, really. Um, Microsoft will indeed uh, 
they're going to have, moving forward, they're going to have Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Doom, Dishonored, all that kind of good stuff. Um, it was something insane. Billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars was paid to Bethesda. Now, the games that have been announced for Nintendo Switch and, uh, and, and the PlayStation system, uh, they'll still come out. But it looks like moving forward, um, it's it's going to be Microsoft's Microsoft thing, and uh, I, I think it's really good for uh, for the industry. Um, first of all, how much money must Microsoft have? Because they they paid like seven hundred, like over seven hundred billion dollars with a B. That's crazy. Um. It's just, it's such a staggering number to me. And no doubt, Bethesda, they, they put out uh, arguably, you know, some of the best, best, best games. I'm talking top tier. Well, you guys know Elder Scrolls, Doom, um, Wolfenstein, stuff like that. So they're, they're putting out top, you know, AAA games. Um, and I'm eager to see if Sony will respond. They actually came out and uh, and announced in a tweet that they're, you know, they're they're not against acquiring studios as well. So I would I would wonder who they're looking at. I mean, one one studio comes to mind, but I don't think they'd be able to do it. Or I don't know where where Enix. Uh, Final Fantasy has lived on PlayStation now for quite some time. They do really really well. On, on the PlayStation, and um, it, it is nice to see uh, Square Enix games coming out on on you know, like or on systems like Switch and stuff like that. Uh, they they produce some really really good games on the Switch, but I'm wondering if if Sony is going to respond, or even if Nintendo is going to respond. I mean, they they got they got a they got a decent amount of money as well. So um, I think it's good for the industry because it is just gonna it, competition is a good thing. Now, and, and, and it's neat because some of these award shows and some of these other uh, in, in, in tweets and stuff like that, they congratulate each other uh, for, for new releases on, on stuff like that. It's nice to see them play nice, um, but it, it is also good for the industry moving forward. It, it promotes competition, um, even though you know Microsoft is just throwing around money. It does promote competition, and it is... It, I think it's it's a good thing. Now, if if Microsoft just goes and, and buys everything, that that would be bad. And and I know they went on a, a spending spree recently, but that was you know that that was a clear clear message to, to Sony and to Nintendo that you know they're they're I guess in this for the long haul. So we'll we'll see what happens in the future. Uh, but they this 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 is big news for uh, for the gaming industry as a whole. So if you play Bethesda games, let me know.
insane amount of money. And the fact that they said that, hey, you know what, we might not be done yet. So I'm wondering what they've been kicking around, who they've been looking at, um, which, you know, just, just blows my mind. So let me know what you guys think about this acquisition. Um, like I said, it's, it's pretty big news. So uh, up next, we're going to be talking about uh, Sony, and they issued an apology for PlayStation 5 pre-orders. So stay tuned for that. Rallying up this podcast, we're talking about Sony. And uh, I, I, I kind of want to start it off by saying, like, did they lie to gamers? Flat out. Did Sony lie to gamers? Now, what I mean by that was they said, they had come out and said that, hey, guys, we're going to let you know when PlayStation 5 is going to be pre-ordered. We will let you know. We're going to let you know in advance so people can get it in. Um, and we all know what happened. They announced. PlayStation 5, they had a PlayStation 5 event, they showcased some amazing games, Final Fantasy, uh, the new Final Fantasy looks amazing, um, and they teased the new God of War also at the end, Harry Potter looks good, um, and then right at the end they said, oh by the way, you're going to be able to go to PlayStation 5, the internet basically blew up, everyone threw down the gauntlet, everyone was fighting for a pre-order, and a lot of people, myself, myself included, did not get a pre-order for the PlayStation 5. So, flat out, did they lie to gamers? Did they say, you know, or, or did plans change? I understand plans change. Um, and I'm guessing that might be the case, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I still I still am on the fence about it because I think it, the way it was handled was just insane. Now, maybe they wanted to do that, or maybe they needed to do that because maybe they thought, you know what, announcing a pre-order date is just going to crash websites anyways. Kind of what happened with Xbox. When they, as of this recording, you, you could have pre-ordered a uh, Xbox, and now, you know, same thing happened. Everyone went rushed to pre-order an Xbox, Series S, Series X. Websites crashed, all that kind of good stuff. So, did Sony lie to gamers? I think they did. They did come out, though, and issue an, an apology. We're sorry. Um, which, uh, you know, that's nice that they at least acknowledged it. Um, I'm wondering, now, I know they're going to be scarce to begin with. I know it's going to be hard to find one. But I am wondering, between now and the end of the year, the holiday season, you know, you know, even into March, if how, you know, once, when are they going to become readily available? Same thing with Xbox. When will PlayStation 5 and Xbox, the new Xbox, become readily available? Because this pre-order thing was, it, it, it got out of hand, it escalated quickly, however you want to say it. Um, it was it was nuts. It was nuts, didn't it? I guess it's nice, good, good on Sony for coming out and issuing an apology, but, uh, you know, I don't know. They kind of, they, 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 they flat out lied to me. Um, maybe I'm a little salty because I didn't get a pre-order in. Uh, it, it, at the end of the day, I'll get my, I'm not worried about it. I'll get a PlayStation or I'll get an Xbox. I'm, I'm, I'm really, truly not worried about it. Um, just the, just the way it was. I mean, I, at the, at the other hand, if, if they, if they didn't lie to gamers and said, hey, guys, you can pre-order this thing on such and such a date, the same thing would have happened. 
So I don't know. I guess it's a mute issue at this point, but I wanted to bring it up and see what you guys thought. There it is. There it is. So uh, this going to end it for this podcast, guys. Make sure you hit subscribe. It helps me out. And if you can, it would literally mean the world to me. The world. If you would leave a other review or any kind of review on Apple Podcasts, it would help me out. So 